The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. It's time for an episode of How Does That Make You Feel? Dr. Gans joining us. Hey, Gans. Hey, Jalen. How you doing? I'm not doing too bad at all. A big, uh, you know, uh, brief rainstorm came through uh, deep southwest at Edmonton. I know it's just going over uh, the radio station right now. So some rain, lots of wind still out there. And boy, oh boy, uh, everyone just trying to get used to this this new normal. And that's what we wanted to talk about today. Uh, It's not getting back to normal. It really is a, a new normal, isn't it? It is. It is. I mean, you know, a lot of us were really looking forward to it, especially when the whole quarantine thing happened so suddenly and quickly and everybody had to kind of scramble to figure out, okay, what do we do? How do we stay safe and keep everybody else safe? Um, we're, we're looking forward to the day when, okay, when can we get back out there, right? Um, but it's not exactly as we thought. <laughs> you know, <No. laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's, it's getting back out there to some extent, but it's also in a very different way than we we're used to before all of this happened. So as we try to, well, as as the city and the province, you know, relaunches and we try to get back into something after all of these weeks of quarantine, I think some people are relieved. I think some people are very anxious as well, Gans. I mean, some people are like, let's get at it. I'm going to be out there. And other people are are still hunkering down for uh, a little bit. I know we wanted to talk a little bit uh, today with some tips about how to make that transition easier for folks. And and I think it's really important um, to keep keep this one in mind about being patient with yourselves and with others and that can be difficult yeah. on both fronts <laughs> well this is it this is it i mean so look at um we all are going to well we all have had different reactions to this whole thing some people just kind of roll with it you know there wasn't a really big intrusion in their lives other people's lives have been turned like completely upside down there's a lot of uncertainty you know what i mean and so just like the individual reactions we had when everything first broke we're also going to have individualized reactions when we're looking at stepping back into some form of open you know more open society now right and so it's really really important to to just understand first of all that that's okay it's okay not to be the same as everybody else but it's also also okay for other people not to be the same as you when i was doing research for this and looking at um you know what the recommendations were for businesses and different things like that consistently the the message was be patient with everybody tell people Mm -hmm. to know that it's okay to go at their own pace and that uh, it's far better in the long run for people to feel comfortable when they step into whatever the new situation is versus trying to force or you know uh, coerce people to do things at a certain pace or not at a certain pace, like to slow down, to go slower or go faster. Because, um, you know, if, if there's, if we get a pushback, you know, if we're going too fast, for example, and then people start to feel fearful, then people are going to stay home and they're not going to, you know, it's not going to be any benefit to opening up the economy anymore. So it really, really yeah. does benefit us to, to go slow and then let everybody take their time. Yeah, and again, you know, to each their own, and some folks are going to, you know, I know as soon as the, those restrictions were lifted, what, two weeks ago, yes, tomorrow, that mm-hmm. some people were just right out there, and other people, like in our house, we're, we're still just holding tight a, a little bit, and we have our own reasons for it, and mm-hmm. I think it's really important 
uh, Gans, is that we have to be respectful of people's decisions. Yeah, you know, whether it's their timeline, how fast or how slow that they want to move. But I'm also seeing and hearing stories of people getting in verbal altercations because they're, you know, maybe someone's wearing a mask or not wearing a mask. Um, and and let's, it's really important to, to make sure and understand that we all have our own reasons for the way that we're, we're working our way through this. And let's be patient with with each other on that front as well. Absolutely. Well, listen, stress stress is one of those things, like whether we're in altercations or whatever, you know, if we're fear, fear, uh, in a fear of being accosted when we're out or whatever, those sorts of things, uh, as well as anger and frustration, these sorts of things, they actually affect our immune system in a negative way. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Mm. So it works against us to be to, to be in this negative space. So it really does help to protect you as the individual and the people around you for us to get along, to be patient, to, um, you know, work together so that we can all get where we want to go. And then think about this, okay? You know, it, those of us who have had kids or been around kids or you know, remember being kids, okay, um, when we are first venturing out into a new area, maybe it's a new school or a new playground or whatever, you'll see the kids. They'll like, you know, kind of. Some kids will just kind of run out there and play, and they'll be they'll be fun. They'll be great. Other kids are more cautious, right? More tentative. Mm-hmm. So they'll go and they'll they'll venture, you know, five feet away from mom or dad. They'll come back, check in. Then they'll venture ten feet away. They'll come back and check in. And it's a more gradual process. But if you stay long enough at the playground most of the time all the kids eventually get out there and start playing right and so we can use that same analogy as the society starts to open up as we start to open up we can you know some of us are just going to go and feel really comfortable getting out there and trying new things others are going to be more tentative and need to see some um some data i guess in terms of Mm -hmm. behavior and stuff like that before they start to feel a little more comfortable so i think we just we just need to remember that there's room for everybody but i will say this one caveat there's room to do that, but, you know, for the folks who are adventurous, <laughs> so, you know, God bless us all, okay? But uh, <laughs> we really, even the adventurous folks, we still need to stay within the guidelines of what Absolutely. is uh, presented to us by the medical people and the experts, okay? So as much as this is like, okay, finally, oh, we can <laughs> finally start, right? We still need to do things in the way that's prescribed so that we don't undo all the good work we've done so far. Dr. Gans Ferentz joining us this afternoon for another edition of How Does That Make You Feel? You can find out uh, so much more about Gans and sign up and listen to his podcast, download his book, order his book at askdrgans.com. That is the website. Tons of information right there. Gans, we're talking about um, psycho- or, yeah, psychological tools for reopening after quarantine. And we touched on how, the importance of, you know, being patient with yourself being patient with others and we need to remember as well that even even positive change is stressful i i liken it back to even though i wanted a divorce <laughs> you know even i wanted the divorce it was still hard to go through right yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. you know you know and so it, it, it's you know that positive change it it can take it can take a lot out of you and it's it's important to keep that in mind absolutely and, and you know just to be fair not all stress is bad right i mean we need a little bit of what do you call it, challenge, I guess, to make life interesting and to help us feel like we're moving forward. But, you know, when they do the the whole stress ranking scales they do every now and then, 
consistently winning the lottery comes out at the top, <laughs> right? You know, like, and, you know, I, I would like to see what that stress feels like myself. But, uh, <laughs> you know, what, the, the reason that it comes out as such a, a high stressor uh, up there with like losing a spouse or a family member to death, right? is that it is a significant change to a person's life and uh, any change can be very stressful so in this case the change is okay finally we get to go back out the economy is opening up again finally we can kind of move towards some semblance of normal or establishing a new normal but at the same time it's another change and we've just been through a very big round of rapid change when this whole thing broke in you know end of february beginning of march for some people, um, it's been, you know, they're just finally starting to get settled into this routine, and now the routine is changing again, right? Um, so there's that thing to consider. Then there's also the, you know, as we move into the new normal, there's uncertainty about what that would look like. There's uh, anxiety possibly around um, how to figure out how to navigate that uh, uncertainty. And there's the whole economic uh, piece that everybody's been going through uh, individually yeah. and all of us together. So there can be quite still a, quite a lot of stress in the environment. And so it's important to just remember that when we're under times of stress like this, our emotions are going to be all over the place. They are going to be <laughs> calm one minute. They're going to be, you know, kind of worried and scared another. They may be angry at one time and they may be really, you know, really happy or sad at another time. And so if you're having a lot of volatile emotions right now, even in the face of this, you know, good news, remember, you're not going nuts, right? <laughs> it's okay. This is part of what we're experiencing right now. But neither of the people around you, they're not going nuts either, okay? And so it's just important to recognize that so that you don't overreact to that. At the same time, knowing that, you know, reaching out to people, doing all the self-care things we did at the beginning of this is also still important getting exercise, getting regular sleep, building in routine wherever we can and sense of control over our environment wherever we can, reaching out to connect with people and also, you know, connecting with your mental health care provider that, yeah. you know, has been able to give you support and is willing to give you support if you haven't connected with them yet. That's all yeah. important during this time of reopening as well. Yeah, for sure. You know, um, making sure you're getting good food into you and getting some exercise, maybe limit the amount of alcohol or, mm -hmm. or weed you're smoking, whatever, whatever mm -hmm. it is that, that might be your vice. Really important to keep to keep that in mind. You know, um, Big Al texted in just a short time ago. He says, I'm not hunkering down. This is going to be my new way of life. I'm going to keep my distance and try to slow down my life. And that goes into the third point that I wanted to talk with you about this afternoon. And and, and it's and it's this, you've suggested that we need to consider what we want to add back and what we don't want to add back into this this new world of ours. Like we don't have to go back to doing everything like we were before. Absolutely not. Yeah, I, I saw a great meme that said, you know, think about what you're rush what what normal you're rushing back to. Right. Yeah. And I said, okay, that's that's a good reminder. Well, you know, and if you really think about it, uh, I um I'm always a big fan of, say, a midlife crisis, and that, that might sound like a weird thing for a psychologist to say, but um, the, reason, the reason I'm a fan of, of a midlife crisis is because if you do a midlife crisis right, what happens is you wake up and you start to take notice of what you're doing in a conscious way and figuring out if what you have been doing so far is going to work for you as you go forward in life, right? So it's a, it's a, it's a moment of awakening and consciousness. So in a way, 
the whole world has, because of this pandemic, gone through uh, a midlife crisis. We've looked at this <laughs> and we've had to slow down, we've had to stop. And, you know, some of us, you know, if we're paying attention, we can take some stock. And if you haven't been, you can do it now, <laughs> right? Um, and really start to think about, okay, what what does work for us? Because maybe I don't have to rush around the same way I was before. Maybe these things that I thought were so important they weren't that important when when some other stuff is happening in the world right so if you know if we have a chance to change the way we do things uh we really do have a chance to, to look at what is really important now with this clearer lens of having mm-hmm. having thought about this and then we can consciously and deliberately only add back the things that make sense for us going forward as opposed to rushing back to the way things were or you know whether that's we're around or a certain attitude we have or a way of thinking or belief system whatever it is we can actually make some conscious and deliberate choices now about what sort of things do we want to take from this and um take moving forward into our new lives in a positive way as opposed to just taking everything wholesale without actually thinking about it you know, you talk about, um, you know, <laughs> midlife crisis, and it's like where a lot of us are going through this, or the entire world might be going through it. I just keep thinking I want to have some plastic surgery and buy my husband a Corvette, and then we, we call it, it's <laughs> good to go. <laughs> I've watched too much of that botch show lately recently. Oh. Um, we've talked, you know, we, I think we've talked about this before, but post-traumatic growth. Uh, and mm-hmm. I know that I've talked uh, with some widows um, from uh, Afghanistan, some, some, some of the widows whose, whose husbands died in Afghanistan, and, and they really got fed up with, with talking about uh, post-traumatic um, disorder and, and they uh-huh. wanted to turn it around and, and you know when post-traumatic growth started to be coined as a term and I really do like that term it, and, it, and I think it just gives a different perspective on it. Maybe you can expand just a little bit on post-traumatic growth and, and, and what that does. Yeah, absolutely because that, that is that is exactly right I mean I heard a great term, somebody was saying they'd, they'd gone through cancer and they called themselves a cancer graduate you know, yep. and I said, "Oh, that's beautiful. I love I love that way of looking at it. Not a survivor, but a graduate, right?" And you know, there is there is always opportunity in change or even in crisis if we look for it. And you know, post traumatic growth is the whole idea that okay, it doesn't always have to be all bad. Yes, there can be some you know uh, difficult times when we go through times of stress or crisis, but it doesn't have to all be difficult. And even through the difficulty, we can come out the other end with some different skills. Some ahead and this is the opportunity and that that opportunity to think about okay what what have i learned what what Mm -hmm. ways can i uh think about this i mean you know i've had this situation in the past with my kids where i'm like i'm freaking out about something you know at the time seems really important but then you know given you know if if my kid is in a car accident or you know something like this whole covid situation comes up all of a sudden why am I, where am I screaming about this? Why am I freaking out about this? It's not that yeah. important. And it really reorients you to what is really important. Well, my relationships are far more important than whatever, the car or the, you know, the spilled milk or whatever it is, right? And and coming out with the better skills at the other end is what post-traumatic growth is all about. And that, in a, in a way, it, you know, the skills are part of the growth, but the way of looking at crisis is part of the growth as well. 
it's, you know, can we be the miner who is always going through no matter what is happening and looking for those nuggets of gold that we can take and we can add to our lives? If you, if you can come out of this with that mindset, wow, well, you're really set up for, you know, some positive things to come no matter what comes at you. Because mo- many of us have had that situation. I know I've had that situation in my life a lot and I've seen it with my clients where, you know, the crisis, the thing that we, we were dreading, the thing that we felt was so awful, when we get some distance from it and we mm. look at it, it's like, wow, I'm so thankful that I was able to go through that because here's where I am now, right? Yeah. But, well, yeah. you know, if we can develop this mindset, we don't necessarily always have to wait till it's done. We can actually start to get that a little earlier. It makes the whole trip a lot better. Gans, great stuff. Thanks for uh, thanks for checking in uh, the last Wednesday of every month. Um, I I think we'll have to talk to you sooner next month. I needed that. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm all good, man. Whatever you're ready. So hey, thanks all so right. much. And you know, everybody stay happy, stay safe.